0: It is 747. Good morning. It's the all-new Morning Show with Ken and Lisa. We will get you your answer to the breakfast question of the day. It is time for your round table, brought to you by Metropolitan Maintenance, voted London's best cleaning service for the fifth year in a row. Visit metromaintenance.ca. And this morning, we welcome our good friend, Amir Farahi, Executive Director of the uh, London Institute and columnist for our London. Sir, thank you for being here.
1: Good to be here.
0: Uh, of course, Ryan Spence joining us on the other side of the glass. Ryan, great to have you here. Hey, good morning, everybody. And we will start, Amir, with our breakfast question of the day, Lisa. Yes,
2: yeah, so BlackBerry's in the news today, and uh, you'll hear all the details about it coming up in the 8 o'clock news with Jody Taylor. But it's been a steady descent for BlackBerry. In 2009, it controlled 20% of the phone market. Today, what does it control to the nearest percentage point? Can you said 3%? Ryan, 5 Amir?
3: You can go with uh two point six percent. Okay, <laughs> wow. So well, let's make that
2: we'll round that up to three then. We're we're going even here. Okay, three <laughs> percent. So same as Ken. All right. So we got a lot of tax at ten, twelve ninety. Uh eight percent, thirteen, five, two, twelve, three. One is actually the answer. Really, and it's, it's actually one? less than one percent. Wow! So rounding rounding up to the nearest percentage point, it controls one percent. We did get a lot of correct answers, so we'll make a draw, and someone's going to win the, the tickets.
0: Yeah, we've got those two tickets to the October second uh, preseason game at Budweiser Gardens with the Dallas Stars and Florida Panthers. That's a shocking number. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a
3: big draw.
2: You used to have an iPhone or a, a BlackBerry, right, Amir?
3: Yes, um, I believe it was around two thousand nine, actually, when their market share was at twenty
0: percent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a three hundred and seventy-two million dollar loss in their most recent quarter is a scary number, but I think that one percent is an even more frightening
3: number. It for It
2: probably is. So, why did you switch from a BlackBerry?
3: I had an issue with um, their their operating system, their software, and uh, I thought I thought that there were a lot of apps missing. I thought that I wasn't able to um, do a whole lot, so I switched to an iPhone to to, to an Apple um but i but generally speaking um blackberry was at its like prime when bbm mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. blackberry mm-hmm. messenger and um i don't know i just everyone had it yeah. and and i wanted to have access to the messenger and wanted to ping my friends and and but then all of a sudden it just just died
2: yeah
0: when you couldn't do that any longer that was when it ended for you
3: Yeah, basically. But I also thought that I was able to, you know, access more resources with an Apple phone. That's why I switched. Yeah. Um, And I know a lot of other people switched to an Android, so...
1: Ryan, what do you have? Well, I have the Northern Telecom Special that was built just south of the 401 and a nice manufacturing plant in the day, but it's long gone. But I still have the phone. I've not progressed to a Blackberry and Android and iPhone yet and then everybody says how do you do it you've got to get how do you survive a phone yeah. and I'm like well you know what I've gotten to this point and I have no problem surviving and I'm going to continue on that journey for as long as I possibly can <laughs> you can live without Candy
2: Crush I, and all those yeah, other things I, that are on there I have
1: managed to get by but I do see you know a lot of people that you can't turn back the clock and that's what I always say once you get it there's no turning back and, and putting it away. So, yeah, at this point, I I just rely on you guys for my source of technology. Well,
2: I, I have to say that some there are some days that I want to dig a big hole and throw my iPhone <laughs> yeah. in it, right, and just stomp up and down and walk away.
1: Here's
0: my question, though. So in the last five years, they've experienced such a downturn. Is there any way for BlackBerry to come back? Amir, do you think, would you ever go back to a BlackBerry? Because the deal is, they've now they've said that we've stopped all of our internal, internal development. We're going to outsource all of the de- future development. Hardware. Yeah, for hardware. And right. it was a software thing for you, though.
3: It was a software. So...
0: Um,
3: I miss the keyboard. <laughs> I miss the, the physical keyboard. Yeah, the, the keyboard was actually a nice feature. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but but I also think that... I, I heard stories of BlackBerry um, actually incorporating Android into their phones and just focusing on the hardware because... One of their key uh, competitive advantages was their security hardware, right. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of um, people who were, you know, part of banks and the public sector in general were using BlackBerry. Presidents, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, President Barack Obama yep. has a BlackBerry. So, so I think that was their competitive advantage. And if they focused more on the software side, they probably would have had a better, better uh, chance of. Not having a uh, three, what was it, 1% market share? Less than 1%, yeah. yeah.
1: And was it missteps in the public's eyes back in, you know, 2008, 2009 era when Jim Balsillie and his partner, they were sort of stepping aside. They brought in a new chairman. He was to be making some big announcements that didn't totally pan out and people were losing the confidence and it, and it happened so quick and rapidly. Yeah. And the cutback started instantly uh, at that time frame and and people just didn't buy back into it to the rate that they were hoping.
2: Well, you don't want to get into something only to find out it's going to be obsolete. I mean, if that happens with the iPhone anyway, it's pretty much a doorstop when they bring out the new one, <laughs> you know, the, the next one or two. But, but uh, I totally get that. Um, moving on to this DNA story, the first baby born to three sets of DNA mother father and then and then another person uh, whose DNA was put in place of a genetic marker that prompted this fatal illness so this is the first time this happened um, uh, we heard from an ethicist a bioethicist this morning that says we need to have this conversation in this country even though it's not legal here because this is coming what do you think Amir
3: well I I, I actually read a an article about a couple months back in the independence a UK based uh, news outlet and and it was talking about how in the future it might not be necessary to actually have intercourse to for, to, you know, to, right. to reproduce. And so so I think that, uh, you know, these laboratories and, and these kind of things are probably going to be coming uh, sooner rather than later.
0: Thank goodness we can get rid of that ugliness and...
2: Oh, yeah. And what just... a waste of time <laughs> that is. Yeah, and apparently
3: you can pick the, the child's hair color. You yeah. can pick the, uh, the child's uh, eye color. They're, yeah. They're, they're so skin how far tone. do we
2: go with it? What, what do we, you know, is it will it be left up to a couple to decide, okay, this is what's acceptable and what isn't? Or do we raise an alarm if suddenly skin tone or ear size becomes the thing? Or what, you know, how far does it go? Ryan, what do you think? Well,
1: uh I don't like the predictability of what we can say to determine the future. I mean, the world is about uncertainties and, you know, and, and being unpredictable. When we can start saying that this is what we want to produce and we want a little, you know, cute, blonde haired, blue eyed girl. And then that's what's coming along. It just kind of frightens me. And I know technology, we have to move and progress. And you talked about the science earlier, but some things in my mind just need to take the natural course.
0: But sometimes the natural course is not always the healthiest course. And uh, the way I look at it is, if we have science that can fix a problem, why shouldn't we use that science? What
2: reason? I'm with you on this particular, for this genetic thing, for example, there's no value to it. It kills people. So let's get rid of it. However... You know, would you be your next kid (laughs) uh, have blonde hair because that's what you choose? Yeah,
0: I don't. I can't. I can't foresee a future where we're you know opening a menu and kind of choosing the characteristics that we want a child to 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 have when they're born. But I I do foresee a future when we maybe can have genetic testing, and you know, a doctor or scientist can say, "Well, look, you're." your child is going to have these conditions.
2: But how long till we have a Dr. Frankenstein who decides that "Uh I'm in my lab and I'm going to do this because I think this is cool. We just heard about this uh, doctor at a sperm bank who you know apparently is the father of a hundred kids and he was using his own uh you know, like, I mean, people do things that are off the charts. You
1: do run the risk, too, and you hate to sound like a hypocrite because you can't have it both ways in terms of science trying to find cures for diseases, yet you don't want them to do other areas of research.
0: M- morality is a delicate balance. Yes. Well, that's
2: the thing, and that's why this bioethicist says we need to talk about it because even though we can't do it here yet, it, as you said, Amir, it, it's probably coming.
3: Yeah, and and I think uh, the the other the other side of this is uh, people who are in uh, same sex marriages uh, would be very interested in something like this because they they can actually um, they they can have a chance to to have an offspring that. You know, has and shares their DNA. That so. like
0: their biological child. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, something that wasn't possible
1: before.
2: I yeah. would just like more people to consider adoption, and then we will move on. I think mm-hmm. adoption is a viable thing, and you don't have to go through all this money. No, that's until... fair. All that's right. fair. All right. Will you would, adopt me? We, absolutely. <laughs> I don't... I'm Sure. So, absolutely. Would, would you your... adopt
3: the both of us? I'll get your <laughs>
2: rooms ready. Absolutely. I'll get bunk beds. Uh, would you go to Mars if you knew you couldn't come back?
3: No, uh, but... You know, I can think of a few people that I'd like th- to be going there. What if um, they're the same people Ken wants to send. <laughs> might be.
0: It, it is might. the red planet. I can think of one guy who would fit in perfectly with his red skin and awesome You hair. mean orange skin? Orange planet, That's right. maybe? Sh- yeah. Orange planet. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Send him. <laughs> he but built, you he'd
2: build towers with his name on them.
3: Absolutely.
0: You know. Trump Tower, Mars Edition.
3: Or he I would get it. others to build the towers and then just
1: <laughs> license his
3: name
2: on them. <laughs> that is a very good point. He wouldn't build a darn thing, would he?
1: Uh, Ryan, would you go? Well, no, they I wouldn't. I'd be fearful that we'd get up there and we would find that it's already inhabited and we're going to destroy the people that are already up there that have made a good life for themselves.
2: Pretty sure there aren't people there. But I know <laughs> what you're saying. Hey, you never know. I know what you're saying. You
1: wreck already a good thing that's happening. I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. I... Don't you make me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: I've heard also... Lord Lord um, NASA has done some some research into other planets that are, you know, 20.1 light years away or they're in, in a completely different galaxy, but that are habitable, that are Earth-like zones. And they have a sun that's, you know, close enough that would provide enough sunlight and enough heat, um, water, every, everything that you would need in order to necessitate and create life. Mm-hmm.
0: Things that Mars doesn't have. Right, but they're still way too far way away. Too far.
2: Well, You know what it is? It's location, location, location. Absolutely. All real estate. It's yeah. it's just in our wheelhouse, and that's why we have to go check it out. Uh,
0: Amir, thanks for doing this, bud. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Good to be here. Uh, Ryan, thank you to you. Although we do have one last piece of business for you before we let you go, we've got uh, we've got to award our tickets to the uh, preseason game at Budweiser Gardens. Dallas Stars, Florida Panthers, October second. Who's it going to be, Ryan?
1: Okay, we are going to pick the person who texted in and their last two numbers of their phone number because they haven't given us a name is one two okay so i will contact them in just a moment and let them know that they can come to the station congratulations, congratulations. number 12 number 12
0: <laughs> you've got it <laughs> this has been your round table we uh, come back with your morning share after eight o'clock and a fantastic video courtesy of the great one wayne Gretzky after eight o'clock on the all-new morning show with ken and lisa on news talk
1: 1290 i'm mark malerba